Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Yo! What's poppin', my niggas? PSA motherfucking hip-hop. Salutations to every motherfucker out there, man. Y'all already know what it is, man. Saturday edition. You know what I mean? Waiting for the bro to call up right quick so we could politic a few things, NBA talk, sprinkle in some hip-hop. You know how we give it up over here in PSA, man. Back on live. You already know what it is, man. Saturday motherfucking edition, man. Y'all know what it is, man. Let me get my bro right in here, man. Watson! What's good? That shit felt good to say that shit. What's good, my G? How you doing, brother? What's good? My nigga, let's get right into these topics, man. We ain't playing, man. Get some NBA talk right now, my G. My nigga, let's just get right into this, man. Let's not pussyfoot around this shit. Does Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons, do they have to know, Watson, that right now this is Jimmy Butler's team, whether they want to admit it or not? They, well, I, I tell you that Ben Simmons absolutely knows that he is no longer the man. Uh, Joel and uh, my man Butler. He's not the man, though. My, I was very, very skeptical about how his presence and dominance would affect this team, but it did it in a way I wasn't expecting. He single-handedly has won five games for them. Five. That's I found it. Five games that he won through sheer will and not having it. And by him doing that, he took the team. He took the city of brotherly love. And Ben Simmons, you got to get a jump shot, brother. That's a fact. To be completely exposed. Completely well, is it exposed. exposed. Let me ask you. Let's, let's, let's use the word exposed right quick. All right. Ben Simmons last night, what, he had 40 minutes, 8 from 11 from the field. You know he's not going to attempt no threes. Um, the two, for, two attempts for three throws, he do better than that. 10 boards, I mean, excuse me, 14 boards, six assists, 18 points. But last night, it was all Jimmy Butler to me, man. 38 points, six assists, six boards, 13 from 27 from the field. Like 27 shots. Like, he came to Philly letting niggas know, man, yo, I'm not falling back to no nigga who has no jump shot and to a nigga, Joel Embiid, who just was on some minute restrictions last year type shit. I'm not going to let this nigga come in and shine. And even last, um, I saw on the jump, Watson, that Joel Embiid quoted that he's not happy with his role right now in, in um in Philly. And I don't understand what role, what what, what role he doesn't want to. So, that, um, so I'm Brown has him in the perimeter type shit. Like, yeah. This is what my fear was. Jimmy Butler can't suppress who he is. His personality is a dominant personality. People need to remember. Jimmy Butler wouldn't take a 
backseat to D. Rose when D. Rose was still D. Rose. Like, he was like, yo, I'm that dude too. He's the same dude who went at LeBron James when he was in high school at one of the LeBron James. Jimmy Butler is about this basketball life for real. I knew that somehow Philly's a better team than him. That's, that's, that's just a fact. They are a better team than him. But Joel Embiid has to find, figure out how to be great with him the same way Shaq was great with Kobe. He has to be great. While you think he's ready to? You think he's mature enough to, to do that though? He has a problem. I'm not surprised at this because Jimmy Butler took the Jimmy Butler took the team. He took, it's mm. his team. That bothers him. Philly right yo, Philly right now, Philly right now sitting at a number two spot, Watson. I know. And, and you got Toronto at one, Philly two, Milwaukee three, Indiana four, Boston five. Detroit six, Charlotte Hornets, your man Kemba Walker, that's your guy. Seven, and the Orlando Magic at number eight. Joel Embiid is the is the one that makes this work. He can't be immature and 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 be upset that he has to share this limelight. You know. Jimmy Butler's But he wanted LeBron. Wait a minute. What limelight? He wanted LeBron James to come to Philly. He was recruiting LeBron to come to Philly. What limelight? Once LeBron come, he's taking over. So what did he really want? Jimmy Butler, come on. I don't don't really understand that part. Jimmy Jimmy Butler took 27 shots. Do you believe that Joel Embiid is comfortable? See, Joel Embiid knew Ben Simmons wasn't a scorer and wanted to facilitate. Jimmy Butler ain't mm-hmm. about that facility. But he didn't play last night, though. And B didn't even play last night. Fatigue no, or whatever, no, rest or whatever. But what I'm saying is that Jimmy Butler is not about facilitating and making his teammates around him better. That's not what he's there for. I think he's his game does that more than his vocal. His, the way, how vocal he is, I think, you know, he's a leader. He, I think he leads in that direction, the way his game. He's just, nigga, they showed last night him diving for a loose ball. Like, you know what I'm saying? He, I, I, seeing him do that, that's what we know Jimmy Butler from. I don't, from. Let me, let me, that's what I, got I, I don't, in the NBA, I don't give, you know, I don't give players credit for diving for loose balls. I'm uh, sorry. I don't the do that. I, never, I, I, I the do. The ball will never be set that low for me. The bar that's in basketball low. will never be set that low that I'm going to now give kudos because I've seen a player dive well, for you'll loose You'll never ball. see James Harden do I'll that. Never you'll never person. see your man James Harden do that shit, Watson. I can promise you that, my nigga. You'll never see that. And you know that, I've nigga. never Fuck in my mean. life, wa- I've never watched an NBA game where I've not seen someone die for a loose ball, ever. Ever. I've what? watched an entire 40-minute game and someone not die for a loose ball. So, really? Breaking up. Hello? Hello? Yeah, yeah now you better. You're clear now, yeah. Yeah. Look at Joel Embiid's so number. He's averaging 13 points. He's averaging, what, 26 and 13? Playing about 26 and 13, even though he's averaging 13 points the last three games, though. But go ahead. Are you surprised that a player who is immature like Joel Embiid now is no longer the man, not considered the man, he's not getting the limelight? 
He's still the man, though. I still, I still think he's the man, so though. Then why you, you need Joel Embiid in the playoffs? Let's not get that. So why you need I don't want nobody getting this fucked up with, you, with me and Watson. I don't know how you feel. I let you say how you feel in a second, but for me, Watson, they need Joel Embiid. I'm not, I'm not getting that fucked up at all. But why do you feel he's unhappy with his whatever role the reports are coming out? Why do you think he feels that way? He said he doesn't like the way Brett Brown is putting him in position. Like, starting him off at the perimeter. I saw the quotes last night on NBA TV. So, why would he have these than problems? That? Why didn't he have these issues before Butler came to the team? That's a very good question, Joe. I'll have to answer that. But is it because I, it's, I don't know? The thing is this, man. You want to? I got to go back to LeBron. You wanted LeBron to come here. LeBron would have been dominant with the ball. He would have. You know what I'm saying? It's like you just got the rock. I don't know what the problem is. I don't know why there is a problem. You're winning. You know what I mean? You're actually winning. You're not gonna win with Kobe Ten and other so what other niggas y'all had over there. I wasn't buying those niggas over there, bro. Just wasn't buying those niggas over there. But um, good win last night for the Seventy Sixers, man. What did you think about Jimmy Butler and Blake Griffin getting into it? Nothing, man. It's an NBA game, man. It happens, man. I love it. I, I don't, love that no, shit. Nothing, nothing in the NBA, uh, in a one game is gonna because two star players get into it. it, it it's gonna, it happens. That's really it. what we see in the NBA. I love that shit. Though. I ain't gonna hold you though. Um, are you buying Steph Curry for MVP, MVP talk? And if you are, is he a, where is he at in your nominees? Is he in your top five? No, I'm not buying. I, no, no, I'm not buying it at all. He's just missed too many games yet. Now, if we get into uh, January and February, if Steph Curry plays continuously, does not miss another game, I will buy the MVP talk. Under no circumstances is he in the MVP conversation. He missed too many games. He just missed too many games. Good game last night between them and the Bucks. The 105-95, the Golden State Warriors. Stuff with 20-8. and eight. KD, 3 for 14. Ouch, KD. Um, what did you think about KD's comments about playing with LeBron James, saying that it can be toxic sometimes playing with them, and the NBA fanboy medias, blog boys, blog boys, blog boys, if y'all didn't watch, listen to Kevin Durant and uh, Ben Simmons' podcast, please listen to both those times he was on there, man. That was some great back and forth. But what did you think about KD's comments, though? KD said something that was 100,000% accurate and 100% true. And what was so embarrassing about the national media fanboys that he was talking about, they literally proved exactly what Kevin Durant was talking about the next day. And I'll tell you why. That day, the next day, when they the day before they talked about it, LeBron had forty two. He had forty two points. He was rocking. He had twenty. He had twenty in the fourth quarter. Ill game for the Lakers. Brought them back to win. That same night, Steph Curry dropped forty two points, and in my borough of Brooklyn, oh boy, leading the largest game. comeback, leading the largest comeback. Poor George dropped 47 with the game winner. Shout the out to George Paul. On that was fire. Media, the next morning on national media, 
I watch all my national media shows, Undisputed, The Herd, First Take, everything. They did segment after segment about LeBron James scoring 42 points, one player. Yet you had the great Steph Curry, you had a great game by Paul George. Shannon Sharp was putting on a LeBron James goat man. Kimber Walker had a game and shit where he dropped 60. <laughs> Nobody talked about it. They, they talked about it in passing reference. Stephen A. Smith would say, oh, Kimber Walker, that boy's arrived. There have been plenty of games this year where NBA players have dropped 50, numerous players have had 40. LeBron James coughs and sneezes. Let's do a segment on it. Now let's do another segment on it. That's what he's talking about. These guys are cheerleading and throwing objectivity out the window when they talk about LeBron James. And it's, and it's frustrating to a person like him. It's only a slew of them. It's, it's, we, we, we don't know the first team all we love LeBron James pom-poms is. It's Rachel Nichols, your man Colin Cowherd, Shannon Sharp, and Nick Wright. But here's the, here's the thing with it. So is Max Kellerman. So is Stephen A. Smith. So is Stephen A. Now, Stephen, now Stephen A. gets so, at LeBron sometimes, though. To be fair to Stephen A., so is, I feel he gets at LeBron more than them. So is see, It's not about getting at LeBron. When you just say definitively, oh, LeBron James is the best No, player, sir, I'm talking about being critical. I'm talking about, I'm talking about Stephen A. being critical, though, of him. No, but see, <clears throat> when you, but here's a statement. A statement that says in 2018-19 NBA season, LeBron James is by far the best player in the NBA, and there's nobody close. That spits in the face of what Kawhi's doing in Toronto. It spits in the face so of what not. Anthony Davis is doing in New Orleans. Really. It's so it's not. In the, wait a minute. It spits because this year he's not by far the best player in the NBA. This thing's by LeBron far. Still, like, LeBron is still the best so player in the NBA, my nigga. Come on, son. He's still the best player in the NBA. He's still playing defense. LeBron James plays zero defense. None. Not one. He'll be 35. My nigga, he'll be, what, 34, 35 this month? I want. Your birthday's coming up. Come on. And guess what? And that means he is not by far the best player in the NBA. You just Yes, yes he is. LeBron is more. LeBron, to me, is more MVP than Steph Curry. He's more MVP than Kawhi Leonard. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. My nigga, first of all, what I've been saying on this show for damn near two years, the Toronto Raptors have a bench. Kawhi's not out there doly. LeBron is out there with the young misfits, my nigga. He's out there with the young guards. And he's they learning on the LeBron fly right James, now. You know what I'm saying? Like, LeBron, nah, he's LeBron, MVP. James the, yeah. LeBron James is the MVP of the league right now to you? I wouldn't say MVP of the league right now, but he's a contestant, though. I have him over Steph. So I have him over Kawhi Leonard. I know. I'm really wait, 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 wait. I'm commenting. Wait, I'm commenting on what you said. You made a comment about Kawhi, and I think I would have LeBron over Kawhi MVP votes. So, but but LeBron could be in contention of MVP every year, right? We agree to that, right? Every year he could be. Every year, yeah, 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 yeah. So this year, LeBron's your MVP. No, not right now. Who's who's in contention though? You said it's not Kawhi. You said it's not Steph. So who's over here? I would have the Greek freak. Okay. Right now. And what KD? I would have the Greek freak. Correct. 
what KD said was 100 percent correct. Um, they highlighted it. Um, on on speak for yourself. Wiley made a great point. He said when they talk about LeBron's championship, that the one championship he won, what's the highlight they always show? They always show the highlight of him coming from behind, blocking Iguodala's shot. Yeah. When Kyrie Irving, had a bit of a shot. Right. It was Kyrie Irving who made the shot and scored all the points in that fourth quarter. But every time they talk about that or show it, they show LeBron with the block. That's how LeBron takes up all the atmosphere. Every but that's not his fault, though. Around LeBron, that's not about his fault, LeBron. though. That's not his fault. It's the media's fault. And you know, Kevin Durant is really talking about the media also because the media on. The media makes y'all hate LeBron. It's not what LeBron says. LeBron doesn't come out and say, I'm the illest thing in the planet. KG said it's not LeBron's fault. But it is a toxic environment because of the fanboys. I don't think the toxic word. The toxic word is kind of a that's, that's kind of like that's kind of a shot. My nigga, let's be real. If me and you in the NBA, right? Hold on, me and you in the NBA together. You play for your respected team. I play for my respected team. And I say playing with Watson can be toxic. You wouldn't feel no type of way me saying that, son. No, because it is toxic. If I would. You, I'm, I would. Fuck what you talking about. I would be bad. I'd be like, yo, what the fuck this nigga talk Watson talking about? No. Sorry. He said it's not his fault. Toxic and my name next together, my nigga. That's crazy. He said it's not his fault. And you know what? Nah, KD, that was a shot, my nigga. I don't give a fuck. KD, fuck what you talking about. He's coming from, wait a minute. This is coming from the same KD who's emotional. This is coming from the same KD who has burner accounts. Come on, my nigga. I'm going to take what he says for face value. That was a shot at LeBron. It was. It had to be. So former NBA players agreed. They agreed. Uh, Kevin, uh, what's my, Jim Jackson said it's the truth. Number one pick, Kenyon Martin said it's the truth. It is a toxic environment when an entire team. No, wait, K-Mart didn't say it was toxic. K-Mart said, why you niggas just don't play and shut your mouth and just play? And he also talked about when they wanted him to come to Miami, that he didn't come to Miami because he didn't really want to be um, I forgot the choice words he used. I've seen that interview with Coward and shit, my nigga. He didn't right. say it was toxic. Said, Even Dante he... Jones didn't say the same thing either. I agree Yo, my nigga, put, don't, 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 my nigga, don't fall for that toxic word, man. That's a fucked up word to use. But it is toxic. With a nigga in basketball, toxic. my nigga. It's a it's fucked up it word a, to use. It is, it, is, it is a toxic environment when oh, everybody gets blamed. Everybody gets blamed. And well, LeBron loses. Everything I agree with that. revolves around everything revolves around what every thought LeBron does. He gets all the credit when you have a great, great, great player like Kyrie Irving get treated like Mario Chalmers. I'm going to tell everybody this. Oh, he that's not Mario Chalmers effect. He treated. He treated. He said Mario Chalmers. Kyrie Irving like Mario Chalmers, and the reason why you know he did. And all of our peoples agreed to this. He kept referring to Kyrie as the kid, the kid, the kid, the kid. The kid. Yeah, I didn't like that. You I didn't know like how that. I didn't like that. Spending that was, and that's who looked out like the real LeBron because that's how he looked at him on the court. This kid you're talking about is arguably the most explosive, unguardable player in the NBA, and very unique. And you were dismissing his greatness. He was he was the greatest offensive player you've ever played with, LeBron. 
Well, he called him. Call on. Let's be real. He called him. He called him a kid. He called him a kid after he left, my nigga. Hold on. He called him a kid because LeBron was salty. He left. And let's be real. I was just trying to throw salt at the nigga. That's all. When he did that interview and said, "I tried to teach the kid this, that, and that." After he left, he called him a kid. So we know what that was about. That was just taking shots at Kyrie. Like you left, how you left, how you how you bounce. You know, I'm not co-signing it, but I'm saying it is what it is. Um, are you ready to put some respect on the Denver Nuggets? Name number one team in the, no. in the Western Conference. That won't last. That won't last for long. But are you ready to put no. respect on them? No Why respect not? on them. None. Because you I have no respect for the Joker. Jokic, my guy. Yo, I have no respect I'm, I'm for them. I like all the international niggas, you know, Luca. And, and Jokic, those are my niggas right there. I fuck with them niggas heavy. Listen, ben, heavy. ben Simmons is Ben Simmons is international. Uh, Wiggins is international. I like, yo, uh, I like Luca more than Ben Simmons. Our boys coming out of Duke, R.J. Barrett is international. So I don't have a, a bias against international players. I just don't believe in the team. My guy on that team is Jamal Murray. You know that. You know that. The Joker's my guy. The Joker's my guy. The Joker's my guy. It's my guy on that team. Um, I just don't believe they're going to be a team. Wait, you're not going to put respect on Jokic? Hold on. Let me ask you a question. You're not going to put on on respect on Jokic's name? Nah. Nope. You're bugging the fuck. You you don't watch basketball on there, my nigga. That nigga game is superb. You know, Jokic's game is very smooth. He's not fast. He's not done. He just, it's just, he can shoot threes. He can pass. What he had one game, 15 assists, another game, 13 assists as a, as a big man. You're bugging the fuck out, my nigga. I like Let him more than Joel Embiid. I told you that months ago, nigga. Let me I told you, you that months were ago. You a fan, were you a fan of Larry Bird's game? Because he could pass, shoot, and rebound. Larry Bird could pass, I like Bird's shoot, game. and he could rebound. His game, when you watch his game, you liked how they yeah. looked to you? Okay. Yes. So that explains a lot. Well, you why didn't. Like, uh, that wow, is that what you're doing? Like I'm not, first of all, I'm not going to compare Jokic to Larry Bird. Let's not do that, man. Larry, no, no, Bird, no. Has, Larry, comparing, Larry Bird has I'm some comparing, nigga in him, my nigga. Let's not, let's not get it twisted. Compa- really? He, wasn't, he had no athleticism. On the court? What are you talking about? On the court? He had on no the court, athleticism. he had some nigga in him. I'm he talking about no not backing down from brothers. I'm talking about a white man not backing down from brothers. I give him that. I give him Larry Bird. I like the fact that he didn't back down from niggas. I, I respect it. I respect it. And he can okay. play. He, he, wait a minute, nigga. Are you shit on Larry Bird? Yes, you are. No, we had this not, conversation not, years I'm ago. Not, You're not, not, yes, you have. But, but, no, no, I'm about to have a conversation. Memory serves but me I right. Guess, you did shit on Larry Bird before, so you, yes, you are. But I guess, I guess you're going to be in shock like Jason Whitlock when Kenyon Martin and Jim Jackson was like he was not a transformational player. And if shock. That it's conversation shocked. was wild. That, that conversation they had was ill, though. That. that conversation was crazy. No, well, see, Jimmy Jackson, hold on. Jimmy, Jimmy Jackson was trying to say, like, niggas like Jordan and Larry. But he said Jordan and Larry Johnson, when they step in the room, it's a little, the vibe is kind of different, basically, is what he's trying to say. And LeBron, niggas like that. He said Kobe vibe is not like that, which I thought was kind of wild, but it is what it is. Okay. No respect for Larry Bird, huh? Yeah, did I say no respect for Larry Bird? I said he. Okay, okay. That's what you took from everything I said that I don't respect. I'm Larry just, Bird. I'm just, I'm, make, I'm just making sure. I'm just asking my <laughs> chief. I'm just asking. Is that what you took from me? I'm just asking my guy. Larry Bird. Yeah. Well, 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 listen. I like the Denver Nuggets. 
What's his record against okay. Magic Thompson in the championship setting? Since you since you since you want to bring him up, what's his record when Let's it's see. all on the marble? He lost he, it. He yeah. lost in the college. He lost in college when they played the national championship. Does that count? So one Does for that Magic. Count? Does that count? Of course it counts. Does that count? It counts because it goes it goes it, it leads into okay. the NBA. Yes, it's, it, it it started from okay. college and got came to okay. the NBA. Um, okay. When did they first play each other? Eighty what? Was eighty four? Yeah. Magic won. Magic lost eighty five, right? No, no, I think Magic lost eighty five, didn't he? No, I don't. I don't think it was eighty six. What's the year of Magic? Tragic Magic. What year was the eighty five? When the Tragic Magic shit was popped off. So his record when he made a born and played. Larry Bird for championship eighty seven eighty one three and one. It's three and one. one. Okay, that's just his record. Three and one. That's all. But that doesn't matter, does it? Say it doesn't matter, nigga. He has the same record. What, what's, your, what's your point, though? He has the same record. He has the same record. Steph Curry has against LeBron. That's the rivalry. Steph has beaten LeBron three times in championships. LeBron has beaten Steph one. Like LeBron said, you can't call this a rivalry. They've beaten us three times. It wasn't a rivalry. That's LeBron's words talking about the Golden State Warriors in Cleveland. He said you can't call that a rivalry. They've beaten us three times. They've beaten them once. So, it is what it is, man. It is what it is. Uh, what happened last night with OKC, man? Losing the Chicago Bulls, man. Come on. It's crazy. It can happen. Toronto lost. Wait a minute. What happened when Toronto lost to the Brooklyn Nets? It Don't talk about this game it first, sir. Talk about this game right here, sir. No, no, no. no. The point I'm making is that Toronto lost to Brooklyn Nets. Like, it happens. And on any given day, you can have a, you can lose. On any given day, D'Angelo Russell well, went ham. D'Angelo Russell went ham. Who, by the way, who, by the way, is better than Lonzo Esco? D'Angelo Russell is a better basketball player than Lonzo Esco. I agree with that. I agree with that. I agree. I agree with that. Um, I do like the Bulls with Markin and, and um, your boy Zach Levine. They got to build around that. Never just build around those two niggas. First, but it has to be Zach Levine's name first when you talk to Bulls. You can't Marketing name somebody. Marketing is nice, though, my nigga. You're bugging exactly the fuck out. Mar- they, they're exactly both their the teams. Team. Marketing is nice, B. You're bugging. Marketing is nice, too, though. Not by far. Not by far. He's not way better. I don't think he's way better than He has more experience than Marketing, of course. But those two, you build around. My nigga, the point I'm making, you build around both those niggas, man. That's the fuck I'm talking about, man. You try to talk about a better player. Come on, man. Who is the better player right now? Zach Levine, 10 for 18 last night, 25 points here, no doubt. But Marketing was 8 for 12. Yeah. 4 for 8 from 3. Yeah. 4 yeah. for 8 from fields. Now, hold on. Are yeah. you ready? Hold on. Are you ready? Let's go here. Are you ready to put some respect on Luca's name, who I've been talking about since Summer League? Are you ready to talk about his name? No. No? Okay. You're still no. being blinded, huh? You're blind, baby. Heavy D voice, no doubt. No. Well, I'm ignorant. Voice. I'm ignorant. I'm ignorant. I'm so you're going to be late game. to the party then. Why are you ignorant yes. of this game? Because I just don't see it. I haven't seen it. Well, to, 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 so why are NBA players dissecting this game? Not, well, uh, fuck my hype then. Why are NBA players, which are um, a segment that I showed you, I, I said to your phone from YouTube, players talking about this game, each one of them, like six or seven players, big them up, including LeBron That's James. fine. I, so when I say I'm ignorant of this game, this is what that means. I You're haven't Trey Young watched guy, enough right? of his games. 
You haven't yeah, you watched Trey Young. Enough of, fuck out of here. I have Trey Young the fuck out of here, man. I have to watch Trey Young. I have to watch Trey Young. You have to watch Trey Young. Fuck out of here. Man, you have to watch Trey Young. His game, is, my nigga, his, his game is not better than Luca's, my nigga. It's just not. I don't I know what the fuck you're talking about, bro. Trey Young, watching Trey Young's highlights is a must. It's a must. Every game. We mean it's a must. I have to watch Trey Young's highlights. Get the fuck out of here watching, man. Get the fuck out of here, my nigga. I have to watch Trey Young's highlights. I have to. Why? Because his range, his handle, his passing ability, I'm in awe of it. I what? love when they played Atlanta. I love when they played Atlanta and Steph Curry gave him the business. You know why I loved it? Because when he does interviews, they say, who inspired you? He goes, Steve Nash. But he's lying because his game is a complete carbon copy of Steph Curry's. But since you want to act like Steve Nash is your ma- is the guy who you emulate and you want to be like, Steph Curry was hitting him with three-point shots from Luca has a better NBA yep. game than Trey Young, my nigga. I know the NBA three-point shot is where everybody's go-to butter now in the NBA. Everyone is, you have to shoot threes in the NBA. It's just kind of fucking ridiculous. I blame Steph Curry because of this shit, but his wave. But Luca has a better NBA game than him. He just has a better game than him, my nigga. He just does. He's going to be rookie of the year, my nigga. That's a fact. He's averaging 20 and 6. You can't deny that. Yeah. And he's the best player on the team. Let me let me say something. Him averaging twenty assists, I have the highest utmost respect for those numbers. Yeah, you bet. Yeah, I, I know you do. I know you do. I know you I do. I believe in stats. What do you mean? Okay, I believe in stats. And him averaging twenty six is something that I have the highest highest respect for. As a rookie, I respect that a lot. I will tell you that. I will tell you that. Fuck out of here, man. Twenty six um, as a rookie to me that's. That's that's insane. That's Carmelo, KD, LeBron type of shit. Because that's what they did as rookies. So I have the utmost respect for that. You better have respect for that, nigga. Fuck you, mean? I have no choice. Um, what do you think about OKC though right now? What, Minus what, the loss last night, but just what, what, how they moving? Tell me, what am I supposed to think about OKC? Tell me, tell me, give me the media narrative so I can counter it. Well, they're number four right now in the, in the West. You got Denver Nuggets, Golden State, the Clippers, who I think is the surprise team. I got the Clippers and the Memphis Grizzlies being a surprise team right now in the Western Conference. And not for nothing, the Sacramento Kings, man, the niggas is balling too. They won three straight, number eight right now in the in the, in the West. And Luka and them, Dallas Mavericks. So let me ask you this. this. De'Aaron Fox and Lonzo Ball came out in the same draft. Are they even mm-hmm. the talk about it? Are they even nope. remotely on the same place? Now here's what's crazy. In college, De'Aaron Fox bust down Lonzo Wall. That's a fact. Dog them out. What is you can't I'm telling you right now, LeBron going to the Lakers saved Magic's credibility with the Lonzo Ball pick. It saved it. Because LeBron James, because they might trade that nigga. You never know. I won't say that yet. Because what if they trade him? Everything revolves around. But my God, man, when you see all these players that how they're thriving and flourishing, 
and Lonzo Ball, you're still trying to figure out what you could do. Like, we're at the point now where if Lonzo Ball gets 10 assists, we're celebrating. Or if Lonzo Ball has a game where he gets 12 well, it's hard for, well, my nigga, points, it's, it's hard for him to do that, though. LeBron, my nigga, he's not even the point guard on that team, really, my nigga. LeBron's running point forward, man. You're my man. LeBron and dominates winning. the ball. This is what happens with LeBron. But it has to be that way. This is how they win. Like, LeBron so cool with magic. This is the only way I play. I don't know no other way. What does that mean? This yeah, is but he's I the same play. nigga that complains about minutes, though. But he's the same nigga saying he's playing too many minutes. So I had no problem with Kobe and Magic saying what they saying, my nigga. They just trying to protect him and be like, yo, we don't want you to feel you got to come in and play 40-some minutes a night like you did in Cleveland because it's, Cleveland, it's all Cleveland again. Do you know he leaves Is that the reason why you left? Like he does every other team. He leaves them in every category like he does in every other team. That's Nothing why he's the best player in the NBA. Like, I'm glad you said that. Nothing That's why he's the best player in the NBA. It's funny you're saying this now, but you early in the show you're telling me he's nice. He's still that nigga, man. He's still that nigga. Still that nigga. You know what I mean? So that's what it is, man. NBA talk, my G. Ah, let's get into that pop talk, man. Ah. First, let's go ahead, man. We don't got to review the whole album. What people are asking us questions to this day. Your thoughts on Meek Mill's album, sir? Championships. Just your thoughts. I thoroughly enjoyed it because I'm a, I'm a Meek Mill fan. Um, I remember when we reviewed his last album, and you wasn't too tough on it because he had songs with Young Thug, Little Uzi Vert, Quavo, yeah. and you just oh, wasn't God. feeling that, that vibe, like that future. They were all on that album. But I really oh, enjoyed God. that album because I enjoyed <laughs> Meek Mills combining the current hip-hop with today. He mm-hmm. raps. He did the same thing with this album. The one exception is he had a song with Hove and Rick Ross, and like LeBron James, and just <laughs> like LeBron James, Hove takes over the whole, he sucks the oxygen out of the room. It's like Kendrick. If it's like what Kendrick did. It's what Kendrick did with Big Sean's song, the control verse. Yeah. I, I yeah. don't. Uh, okay. I mean, that's that's your take on it. That's not my take. My on nigga, it. no one. My nigga, but no one cared about Jay Electronica's verse and Big Sean's verse. My nigga. Everybody talking about control verse. Jay, Jay Electricity, PBS Mystery. I, I, I did, but. The uh, Meek's album, I, I, I said this and I'll say it again. Meek Mill is the intro god. And I will fight and argue anybody down who don't agree to that. Meek Mill is the intro I got hold. I got hold over. I got hold over Meek. I got hold. Okay. I still got hold over Meek. Hey, that's fine, man. That's fine. I'm just telling you how I Jeezy. feel personally. Meek Jeezy, Mill, Meek Mill so, is the intro. Jeezy, you so with it. Meek Mill has an intro on this album, right? This is his third intro, and it's my nigga. That he's known for that. Arguably his best album, like all his albums. He's the intro god. I like this Meek. He's Mill one of them. He's, he's top five. With, he's working new artists, and then he maintains and 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 he got the little wokeness to him because. Criminal justice means something to him, man. Unjustly right. incarceration, that means something to him. And he can and, and the thing about it, he's rapping about it from a great perspective. He's the guy who's been in and out of jail. And then uh his perspective on it, because he's older now and wiser, 
and realizes how fucked up this game is. Like, he makes it clear that if I wasn't meek, I could just be laying in the pen. You know, he had a whole city fighting for him. He has the money to fight the case. There's so many people who don't, who get unjustly incarcerated by these fucked up judges who just want to lock your ass up because for whatever reason, and he can rap about it, man. So, but I like to go back to the intro. What you said about Watson, I did like the intro a lot, man. Obviously, he sampled the Phil Collins. Yo, man, the day in hip hop where sampling is not crazy no more. A lot of samples on this album, though, my brother. A lot of dope samples. Marv Deep sample he had. Well, Marv Deep sample somebody else, but we go the Marv Deep sample from other song. Obviously, what's beef from Biggie, and then you got the Phil Collins shit here. Um, but I do agree with you. The intro was probably one of the was it one of the standout joints to you? Just the intro itself. Yes, 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 yes. But that's why. But that's why I call him Intro God. Because to me, on his first album, his intro was better than everything on the album. Mm-hmm. So he has a high um, for his intro. I did like Trauma. I did. That's another song that I did like. Also, Trauma. That's the Marv Deep um, Getaway. Getaway. Um, that's why I know that sample from that. Um, let, let, me, let, me, like, let me tell you. Let me tell you. And, and guess what? Hold on. I feel the same way you feel because the Infamy album is a very slept-on Marv Deep album. Facts. Very slept-on. And that album is slept-on because whole changed everybody's perception of Marv Deep because that album came out after yeah, this Marv Deep. Good point. So people was Good looking point. on some, oh, Marv y'all ain't shit no more. Y'all ain't. Like, he really had people's minds on some, we not rocking with Marv Deep, but not me and you. We got that album. was like, holy mm. shit. They got, you know, it kind of threw us off because it was the first Marv Deep album where they did uh, 112 on the hook. Yeah. And it was like, they loving all that. Yeah. That was the first time we ever seen it. But the album had gems on it, and one of the gems is Getaway. So when me and you heard Trauma, the first thing we thought was Marv <laughs> And, and how ironic, how ironic that the two standout songs on Meek Mill's album are from East Coast legends, Marv Deep and Biggie Smalls. What's beef mm. and trauma? And why did that gravitate towards me and you? Because of that, that East Coast New York vibe that Meek yes, sir. came from. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, I agree with that. I, I, now, let me tell you something I, I, I like about this. Now, I know you hate sales talk, but I this is his, you know, this was his biggest sales week, right? I'm not surprised. One thousand. But to me, to me, I, I like that because I like to see this kind of hip hop win. You know, me too. Me too. I agree with that. No, no, I agree. I, I feel you on that. I feel you on that. Church. So, so when I saw the numbers, I was so happy. I was like, yeah. Because Meek is doing. He's still doing him, and you know he got he got the song with Cardi. I don't know how you feel about that song <sighs> with, with the on army army featuring Cardi. Yeah, is that a song? I, I guess yeah, he has to make them kind of songs. Oh yeah. But then, hold on, hold on, hold on. Is this foul that he went to grab his ex wifey's nemesis though to do a song though? No, and I'm gonna tell you why. <laughs> people are looking, people are looking at it like that. But Meek always gets the hottest person of the moment. Always does that. This is what, look, look at his last three albums. Whoever was the, or you look at his Dream Chasers, whoever was the hottest up and coming of that moment, if Meek could collaborate with you, he would. It totally makes sense for him to collaborate with Cardi. Totally. Now, I know Nicki hates it, but it totally yeah. makes sense. Um, was this one of so Cardi's best, had, best had, verses, though? No. Hell no. 
I see a lot of people saying that, though. I see a lot of people saying that. Cardi went stupid. Cardi versus fire. Yo, yo, let me tell you You know what that says? That's a testament to Meek Mill's album. Because I'll give you another example. People said Jay-Z's voice was the verse of the year. Uh, Just to make Meek Mill's album, man. That people, that people are basically saying these are the best verses they've ever heard. So I am happy that Meek Mill's album is getting street love and mainstream commercial love. I like that. He's getting, he's getting the best of both worlds. Yeah, I, I, like I think that. he's getting the best of both worlds. I think he's got the NBA. One thing about Meek, he'll have the sports, the young sports niggas who's in the locker room playing Meek. He'll have the trappers playing this shit. He'll have the... the Street niggas playing this shit. You have the girls playing this shit. You have other industry niggas rocking to this shit. You know what I mean? And, and I well, get it. But you need to tell I, Stephen A. Smith. Well, hold on. You need to tell Stephen A. Smith that because according to Stephen A. Smith, yeah, I seen this five. The room, they play JV's music. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that, my nigga. NBA players. Yo, check this out. NBA players. These are their ages. 19, 20, 21, 22. Like, this is how old they are. According to Stephen A. Smith, and the number one most played artist in NBA locker room is Jay-Z. I don't agree with that. I'm pretty sure that's <laughs> Why don't you agree with that? Do I Why think, don't you agree with that? I don't think Young 20 on your niggas is, is playing whole Jay-Z's album at number one, though. I'm not saying he don't make the list, but over Drake in the locker room or Meek? I don't think, I think to, to get pumped up. Listen, some niggas tell me they listen to Meek to go to the gym. So if you're working now as an athlete and, and working on your game, whether it's baseball, basketball, let's say basketball or football, to get energy and get that build and get that, that, that drive to, to, to push those weights, it's got to be Meek and Drake, though, right? Overhove? Kodak Black Overhove in NBA locker room and 21 Savage for 19-year-olds and 20-year-olds. <laughs> Ball say, Lonzo Ball, we don't listen to Nas. Okay, well, okay. What about the thirty? Oh, wait, hold on. What about the thirty-year-old niggas that's still in the league in basketball and football, though? And, and the thirty-year-old Drake. Remember, ten okay. summers. It's in his tenth summer. So when they was twenty, Drake was so far gone. Now Drake is one in hip hop. So no, and it's not JC. Now if you're talking about Kobe Bryant, Eva, and, and Ray Allen, yeah, yeah, that ever? LeBron, yeah, yeah, LeBron. LeBron playing hold. LeBron playing hold. Right, right, right. But not, but that just shows you how disconnected Stephen A. Smith was with that list. And Ross. That list made yeah. no sense. It was Stephen They playing Ross, too. Me, they playing Migos. Hold on, Migos. Migos, Ross. Absolutely. They listen, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. So you agree. Maybe some Takashi, I guess. Stephen A. Smith, you agree. Yeah, he was at number one. I didn't agree with that. Nah, not Stephen A. Sorry. So. It depends on age bracket, though. It depends on the age bracket, I think, also, man. You're talking about you're, you're you know, on the young 19, the nigga that's coming into the league. All these young kids, man. These young kids are not playing 444, my guy. Let's be real. They're not. <laughs> 21 <laughs> Savage, hold on. 21 Savage picked up 444, though, before you go there. Yo, do, do you understand that they always ask questions about hoes. It's the same thing with LeBron. It's as if because you rap and you're successful, are you going to be like Jay-Z and have this long career and you'd be a billionaire? Like, come on, my guys, just chill with that. Just chill with that. Oh, man. <laughs> um, so let's get into the What's Your Free song, man. What you think about this song, man? 
What's free? It's a dope song because, like we, like I reiterated earlier, it's it's one of the classic Biggie songs of for life after death. What's beef? And he he flipped it. What's free? He put one of your favorite rappers who put some of your favorite verses. Remember, remember Rick Ross's verse on a hard piano. How you cruise around Washington Ave in college? Why you singing hard piano verse by Rick Ross? Not me. Are you, are Rick you Ross verse was hard. Oh, okay, what'd you say, bro? Yeah, that was, Rick Ross verse right. was hard. So cool. Ross verse so cool. was hard. <laughs> yeah, so he gets Ross. <laughs> he gets Ross and Hole on hard on on what's free, and it's what's beef. The classic Biggie song. And for me to get Jay-Z on the phone and to get him on a track like it's nothing, though, what's, I really, what's the connection on Meek and Jay? I want to really, what's that connection, though? I wonder what Jay sees in Meek. I don't, think, I, mean, I, don't think, artist, but. I don't think, I don't think it was difficult at all. I don't think Jay-Z had to think about it. I think Jay-Z was an advocate for Meek to get out of jail. One thing people don't realize is Jay-Z yeah. has been behind the scenes really helping out with criminal justice. Like, he doesn't, he never talks about it. Because, you know, Jay-Z's not public, and he's not articulate when it comes to talking about things like that. We we mean, articulate. Wait, wait, hold on. Wait a minute. I can't let you sneak that in. What do you mean, Hope is not articulate? What do you can't let you just is not do articulate. that out, Watson? Hope what do you mean? is not articulate. Hope is not articulate talking about criminal justice reform. He's just not. But that's not a negative thing. And you're basing this on what, though? behind the scenes. When you hear him talk, <laughs> when you hear him talk, <laughs> when you hear him talk, here's the thing. Being a billionaire does not make you smart and articulate. You have a president of the United not States who's supposedly a billionaire, and he talks like a fifth grader. Okay, so just because you are rich and a billionaire. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 you wait, 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 I, I don't agree with Holmes doesn't articulate himself well. I don't agree with that. Making it sound like Holmes sounds like a buffoon when he talks. He does. He showed you how to, room, he showed you how to move in a room full of vultures. Industry. All right, so um, <laughs> it wasn't. He's he's someone who behind the scenes is really helping and an advocate for criminal mm-hmm. justice reform. And I thought he and he and Meek coming out was a big. That was one of the big deals in the news. Not just you know. Remember, you remember yeah. the big deal with mm-hmm. Meek coming out. Of course. So I don't think it was Robbie Kraft, Philadelphia Seventy Sixes owning all that. You know. Talk I about think it. he put the call in the hole. Was like, "Yo, this is what we doing. I want to do what's for you." And, and when and when Hove heard when he did the sales pitch to tell him what it was, Hove was like, "Oh, you know, I'm with that." Like, mm. was and I think Hove was like happy to do this, like into it. As you can tell by his verse, Thomas Thomas um, was the biggest thing. Hove is loving it. Um, I like Ross verse though. I like the way Ross sets it off. I know you're not a big advocate, you're not a big Ross guy, but I like how Ross sets it off. And it's a Kashi line, okay. obviously. You probably take umbrage to that, I'm pretty sure. Well he's saying that he recorded it before that happened, so that's that's another thing that people were saying that he, you, know, you believe that, you really believe recorded. that. You believe that? You believe that? No, I don't know. Tell me what's being said. I'm not, I'm not buying that. If that's what niggas is trying to throw out there, I'm not buying that. That's just trying to say things. That's what Ross is saying. You know? That's what Ross is saying. Did Jay-Z have verse of the year? I'm going to quote 
a friend of the show, someone who you who you do um who you do who who you talk to numerous times, Crooked Eye. Crooked Eye said, "This is a this is a nice Jay Z verse, but it's not verse of the year." And he's right; it's a dope Jay Z verse. Now, is it possible to drop a dope verse in 2018 and it not be verse of the year? I think that has to be the question. Is it possible for someone who is your favorite rapper to drop a dope verse? For example, Rick Ross dropped a dope verse on hard piano. You will agree to that, right? This dope verse. Yes. Why, that, why didn't no one call that verse of the year? Why didn't no one call nah, that it wasn't verse of the year. Because it wasn't verse of the year. It wasn't verse of the year. I like the way it was Ross wrote, wrote, wrote so, the beat. So the point is, yeah. how do you differentiate something that's a dope verse and a verse of the year? What do we consider a criteria for verse of the year and just a ill verse? Oh, that nigga blessed him with a hot 16. Like, my nigga, I, see, me, see, me and you are different, though, because we came up in the era of the source when we were seeing verse of the year or verse of the month type shit. I, I remember when Ghostface had verse of the year, it's impossible. Like, that shit meant something to me reading them lyrics. You know what I mean? When Nas had one for verbal intercourse. Like, I think for me and you, we're different. Sidebar. Sidebar, it pains me when Watson was the first one that called me and be like, yo, three, did you hear Ho's verse? And I said, nah, bro, I ain't hear it yet. That nigga said, that shit is not verse of the year. So you got to understand, me and Watson, I know he takes jabs at Ho, so I'm like, I, is he being real with it? I'm not questioning his his, his knowledge of hip-hop or, the music or, the, or the bars he, co- he consumes. But when it comes to Jay-Z, I'm kind of iffy when he talks about Ho. I said, all right, bro, I'm going to hit you right back. I play the joint, and I'm listening. I'm like, all right, it's cool. And towards the end, I like the wordplay and all that. And it pained me to call this nigga's phone back and say, bro, you right, man. This shit is not for shit here. Continue, my brother. So that's the. So I think that's what the question is. What? How do we? How do we? How do we differentiate? If someone spit a fire verse in verse of the year, what, what's the difference? Because what makes Ho's verse verse of the year as compared to the many great verses that rappers have spit for the entire year of 2018? See, this way it gets dicey because niggas are going to say, oh, there goes three and Watson going in their Griselda bag, their 38 special bag, their Black Thought bag, their Royster 5 9 bag. They're going to hit us with that. And you just named all time great lyricists. How can anyone How can anyone say you just pivoted to great MCs? Like but I think the Watson, it's kind of different, though, because you and I do a show. First of all, we love hip-hop first. So if we was, doing a, if we was not doing a show or not, we'd still be listening to these albums. But being that, you know, we, we listen to we gotta we trying to see what's going on in the streets more. But be, all the albums we reviewed this year, every song that y'all heard me and Watson talk about from January 2018 to now, y'all, see, y'all know what we listening to, what albums we pump out here, what music we like, and what albums we dissect. We dissect the Little Wings album. And we ain't even really that shit ain't gonna be in our in our in any year review albums, but you know, I don't I don't got whole shit as versity here, my nigga. I don't know what it is, but I don't think it's hove. And it's not hove. Okay. Um the question is if you people think this is hove's verse of the year, 
Tell us what you thought about the verses he spit on that Carter's album. Because he rapped on that uh, album. He had a lot of verses mm, on that album. How no come thanks, no man. one is picking any of those verses like his verse from Ape Shit? How come none of y'all are picking any of those verses as verse of the year? What 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 changed? Hope learned how to rap better? What? He, he, what, mm. what, what what's the difference? So, um, I think, and here's the thing, I think MCs, like lyrical MCs, they don't even know how to talk about this whole verse. So they all preface it by saying, yo, it's a dope verse. And right. that's how they... They miss all, man. Because if you, if, you, if you don't say it's not... A, if you don't say it's a dope verse, you're hating. And if you don't call it verse of the year, yo, you taking shots at home? Yeah. Like... They, the, the hip hop media is making it sound like if you don't give this verse of the year, you're dissing hope. So, yeah, and I'm, I'm a Jay Z fan, but I, it was a verse of the year, man. Um, let's get a movie here, man. Um, the song with Drake, Going Bad. The song didn't really do it for me. Well, I said, no hate to Drake or Meek. I just didn't really like this song too much. I didn't like the beat too much from how Meek flows. I didn't like how. This is this is, slow this is a Drake song beat. and a Meek collabo that, that, that works. All of a sudden, they're best friends. Okay, if you listen to Mick talking, <laughs> talking, 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 you said all of a sudden they best friends. They not? We talk every day, man. You know, me and Drake, me and Drake, man. We on the phone, man. We talking. We are talking. you calling so it bullshit? They, they, are you calling it they, bullshit? They, 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 no, I'm calling it true. He, Mick ain't lying. Him, him and Drake are talking all the time, so they're now best friends. Where he told Flex, "Song ain't doing for me, son." I apologize. I apologize to Drake. Can you get him up here? Can you can you make it happen? I apologize. You see how you see how how that worked. Where's your energy, Flex? Now you don't have no energy for Drake, Mister He Don't Write His Rhymes. Drake. Now all of a sudden, now all of a sudden, I apologize. Let me tell you something. I apologize to Drake. Wow, yo, there's no conviction in hip hop media anymore. Whatever you believe, it'll change off of an interview with Meek. And how you feel about hip hop and writing and all this shit changes. So. That's interesting, but let me tell you something. Drake has a formula. His formula works, and whether you like it or not, it works to me on this song. No, but listen, listen, you said formula. Hold on while I said I'm going to cut you off. You said formula, right, and I agree with you. But why are we harping on it? And I agree with what you're saying. But like you said, it feels like a Drake song featuring Meek Mill, so why does it feel like it's a formula that works for Drake more than Meek, and it's supposed to be a Meek song? I'm sending you the album. Yeah, I'm, I, sending I, you the, I'm sending I, you the reel and shit, how the song is supposed to be formatted. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't, I don't have a problem with it. Drake is in here, yeah. whatever he said. Drake can do no wrong in hip-hop. You know that, man. He's, the, he, he, he's, he's Mr. Ten Summers, man. Ten Summers. Drizzy held you down Ten Summers. Where's the love? Yeah. Um, was there too many songs in your opinion? Stop that. You know how you know okay, There's no such thing. No, but, uh, There's no such thing. Yeah, but some songs you know can get oversaturated. Like Kodak. Okay, so how do you feel about Kodak, Tic-Tac-Toe, with Meek and Kodak? <laughs> That's not one not of for my you favorite again. songs. I'm just talking just not one of my favorite songs. <laughs> I told you, but what I like about Meek is Meek gives you a hip-hop album, like you said, for everybody. Every phase of hip-hop get something out of this album, and I don't have a problem with that. I like that. I like that Meek can do that and still work, because by putting 19 songs 
you can pick a good seven, eight that give you street feel, meek feel, and you're good. So I don't have a problem with it. I will never be someone who says there's too much hip-hop on one album. I could, that can never be me, especially from someone who loves hip-hop. Never. Uh, Meek, your, your song, Pay You Back with 21 Savage, was I, yeah. I did like your second verse. Yeah. I did like your second yeah. verse way yeah. more than your first verse and shit, though. What, 21, 21? Yeah, I, 21, 21, 21. Um, yeah, it was all right. It was cool. It was cool. It was cool. Um, 100 Summers. I'm just skimming through here the songs I remember. 100 Summers was cool also. It was, it was, it was cool. It's just a, it's a, you know, I don't know what to say, my nigga. It's, a, it's cool. Overall, what would you rank this, man? I'm going three and a half. I didn't like the Fabulous song too much either. Three and a half. The Fab song, that song threw me off because nah. that's the song that's, you know, I, that's one of the songs that I, I went to early. You know, you get the track list. You go to your, you know what's messed up? I went to the collabo. After the intro, I went, every song I went to was the collabo song. <laughs> After wow, I listened to What's We First, I listened to What's We First, then I listened to the intro, and then I went to the, colla- the collabos. I literally, the third song I listened to was him and Cardi. That was the third song. What's We, the first song I listened to. Second song I listened to, the intro. Third song I listened to, the song with Cardi. So I went to all the collaborations. And I don't know if that's a good or bad thing about an album. <laughs> <laughs> right? That's what I'm saying, man. Uh, what do you thought about the song Almost Slipped? I think he's talking about Nicki on that song, in my opinion, and shit. The way, you know. He is, talk- he, he is talking about her, and I like that song. You like it? That's an introspection. Yeah. Oh, introspection. Yeah. Yeah, that's you. That's you. Introspection. You you made that count. You made that a criteria. You made that a mood music talking point. Introspection. <laughs> Marching me. Introspection gives you extra credit. Sorry, especially when you can rap. He sounded like Lil Durk a little bit in this song. I don't know, man. I don't know. Whatever, man. Um, three and a half for me, Watson. What you giving it overall? Right now, my my source rating scale is fluctuating between three and a half and four. And the reason why I'm edging closer to four, which is slamming definite satisfaction, that's what four mics means, the original four mics, because I'm satisfied with the album. I'm not disappointed. Like, I like I like the album. So that's why I'm I'm edging closer between three and a half to four mics. I'm going to go, I, you know what, and I, I can understand somebody going four mics. I can somebody, you know what, I could also understand somebody maybe saying four and a half, not me. But here's the reason why I can see somebody told me, yo, yo three, you bugging, because I see niggas saying on Twitter that I'm bugging and shit saying three and a half. Some of the collabo joints that Watson talked about, I won't play. But it's the so it's, he has music like Watson said earlier. He has a chamber for everybody. The P and B rocks. The niggas who like Fab. The niggas who want to hear Jeremiah on the hook. The niggas that want to hear Twenty One, Twenty One, Twenty One. The niggas in Florida who love Kodak Black. He's touching you know Jay Z, Verge, Rick Ross. You have those big dogs on his shit. So I get it. I, did I like this shit more than Dreams? What was the album he had? Dreams worth more than money? I think it was right. That was really his album, though. I like that album more than this. Okay. That, 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 and Lord knows, and himself. Lord knows, and all that shit. Lord knows yeah. is better, better than a lot of songs on here, my nigga. I'm gonna keep it real. The Trillist, yeah, Lord but, but knows, the and yeah. the Trillist. Hold on, let me get a sidebar. 
Lord knows in the trillis on dreams worth more than money is better than every song on championships, even the old collabo. So, 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 so the thing about that is you're comparing Meek to himself. So there's nothing wrong with saying that. There's nothing Ambition, wrong with saying love that. Love that dream. There's nothing wrong with you saying that. So you, you're comparing Meek to himself, to his standards. But so that that is, that's right. not like he he fell off. So like I said, uh, edging closer to four and a half. I mean, edging closer to four, to four, not four and a half. Absolutely not. Right. Four. Right. That's what it is, man. Our Meek Mill championships review. Let's keep it hip hop. Some more, more hip hop, man. I'm going to say this, and I said this on Twitter, Watson. Niggas told me, get the fuck out of here, three. Niggas told me, don't ever say this nigga's album is better than Meek's album because some of his beats are slow, yada, yada, yada. I can't get hyped off this shit. Am I wrong by saying I like Benny the Butcher's Tanner Talk 3 album more than Meek's? You are absolutely not wrong. And I think what people are getting confused is that Meek is a mainstream commercial artist now at this point, and he's he's commercially known. Everybody knows Meek. A lot. When I say a lot, a lot of people still have no idea who Benny is, and they're judging yep. and they're forgetting the essence of hip hop and what hip hop. Shout out to shout out to rapper Pooh, who is a little brother who's on a Breakfast Club who had a school Charlemagne, who Benny the Butcher was. I don't know if you saw that clip, Watson. And Benny the Butcher, I mean, Charlemagne was like, I saw it, from Buffalo. it was embarrassing. Amy from Buffalo? I, I saw it, I saw it, and it was embarrassing. It was one of the moments. Oh, my man be talking it was one. It was one of the low moments in hip-hop media. And what made it worse was that, ever of hip-hop media, that if Dre said right now, yo, I want you to listen to this MC, I could find out that MC right now while I'm talking to you. I could YouTube his name, Google his name, his music is up. I could hear it. Charlamagne, you had people telling you, your barber. Yeah, my barber told me about him. He's like a street dude or something, man, right? I've heard something about him. Okay, why you ain't, why you ain't listening to him? Your barber's telling you, yo, listen to this dude. Why? And you know why Charlamagne did not listen to Benny? Because Charlamagne don't listen to hip hop at all. And that's let's, not let me piggyback also. Let's piggyback also. When Royce the Five Nine was on there a while ago, he talked about them niggas from Buffalo, the same people, Charlemagne. So come on, my nigga, that was kind of so. So so it's not that was kind of nothing. It just highlights the fact why mainstream hip hop media is a dead industry. It, it actually doesn't exist anymore. These are just pop culture shows that talk about mainstream commercial successful artists in music and because hip-hop now is the dominant music and pop culture you talk about the, the popular people can talk to mm. is clearly a better album than meek's album but i agree with that for me for me when i say that when i say that people are like yo wildin i had a friend tell me there's no bangers on there there's no club bangers there's no, and I was like, wait a minute, but what? What does you that gotta get that though? Judging a hip hop album, it it, it doesn't because some of, let's be real, Watson. Some of these niggas go to the club still, so they wanna they wanna hear shit that's gonna move in the club. And let's be real, if you're talking about the club scene, Meek is gonna beat Benny in the club scene, of course. That's a no brainer. 
Meek is going to beat Benny in the club scene. Meek is going to beat Benny in the strip club. Let me tell you where Meek is not going to beat Benny. On that real street talk right now. Because <laughs> right now, nobody's um, better. Benny street, street, street talk, talk is better than everybody. Not in the shop rate better than Tanner Talk 3 Street Talk. No, 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 not better than Tanner Talk 3. No, 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 not better than Tanner Talk 3. No, no, no. That's what we're comparing. And I think people are getting it misconstrued. But we're see, not but hold on. You got to talk about going. But if we talk about the other streets, but if we talk about the streets also, the niggas are looking at me, a nigga who just, like you just said, when we talked about his reviewing his album, about how he's talking about police brutality and the police system and the judicial system and shit. A lot of niggas are going through that, so niggas look at Meek like, okay, he was a nigga that been through the slums like we did. Nappy, remember him for being nappy headed, Meek? You know what I mean? And you equate that from getting locked, getting his um, probate, um, the judge fuck with him and all that. Regular niggas who do nine to fives get fucked. You know, they 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 could relate to that, and I think that's why a lot of well, street niggas maybe, fuck with Meek also. Well, maybe if, if they can relate to it, I think so street niggas. I think street niggas can relate. To be honest, I think street niggas can relate to um. Meek more than Benny, but I like Benny shit more though. So here's the thing: I don't know how a street nigga can relate to Meek more than Benny if they listen to Benny's music. If you listen to Benny's music, you'll know about 2006. If you listen to Benny's interview with you, you'd know about Benny missing three summers, why he was always away missing mm-hmm. three Christmases. If, you, if a street nigga's really a street nigga and they're listening to what he's rapping about, then mm-hmm. what are they talking about? So, I, all right, now we got to we got different we got to differentiate street nigga the hustle. The difference is, Benny will give you that street talk, but give you that hustler talk also. He give you that street raw talk, detergent talk and shit like that. Where you know what I'm saying? We can't really do that right now. You get what I'm saying? But I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Let me, let me just say this: We're gonna do our albums of the year review, and we're gonna break down mm. why each album happened. Two hours, y'all. y'all? Two hours show. Let's tell you right now. That shit is two hours. And 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 we already reviewed Tanner Talk. I think it's probably going to be reviewed again, and it's going to even be different because we know more about the album now. Because we, we right. I can say I, I haven't stopped listening to it since we reviewed it. So it, it's even going to have a different feel when we do our 2018 year end talk. So. Mm. uh People just don't know. People just don't. They're not up on Benny like that, man. Let's be real. I mean, it was embarrassing, man. Benny said, I mean, just sit up there. No, they don't know where they from. And they do like, oh, I don't know. What the fuck you mean you don't know? <laughs> like, what do you mean you uh, don't know, man? You giving, are you giving that shit is crazy. Are you giving that a pass? Nah, son. I get no, no pass for that shit. So when I saw that shit, I was like, tell that nigga, poo. Let that nigga know what it is and shit, man. Um, Let me ask you this. I saw Troy Ave making some moves lately, doing a lot of interviews and shit. He just dropped a project called Wait For It, Watson, More Money, More Problems, right? I don't know about Troy Ave no more. I, I was, I, I fucked with Troy Ave. I'm not saying he's my favorite nigga, but when he was dropping bricks in my book bag in um, New York City, the album, I was fucked with him heavy and shit, but I don't want to hear Troy Ave rap no more. What's your feeling about Troy Ave? Are you, are you a Troy Ave guy? What? Why don't you want to hear him rap anymore? I don't like I don't like a couple of his I don't like some of his projects though, man. His change sound has changed. It seemed like he's going towards and Troy Ave ain't no young nigga either, even though he tries to 
act like he's some young boy swag, but he just seems like, I mean, you, you go from Raekwon to Prodigy and Nori on your album and shit like that, 50 Cent co-signing you to now, you know, catering to the young people more and shit. Like, I fuck with Troy. One of my favorite songs by Troy Evans was Restore the Feeling. It felt like he was trying to be a representative of New York. I'm not saying he was going to take, take the city over, but it just felt like he was going to give New York the sound in the sense of, I don't have to sound like every other region. And now I'm getting this feel from this project. Like, well, you're trying to sound like you're from every other region. Huh? I just can't, I can't sound it. I didn't like it. I listened to it. Didn't like it. I saw him on I-97 with Drewski. I saw him on I-97 minus Charlemagne. And we know why Charlemagne ain't on there, Charlemagne, because Taxstone is your guy, so you're not on there. So twice you skipped out on Troy having interviews. We get it. But, yeah. That's my take on Troy Ave's more money. Um, I have no take because no um, I was never I was never in a Troy Ave uh, camp of okay. liking his music. Um, before Rob Rockman right. blocked him on Twitter, before he blocked me on Genius, uh, I used oh, to right. have a lot of back and forth in Twitter with Rob Markman from J- Rap Genius. I think you all know who he is because y'all go there to get the lyrics and stuff. And he and Hovain were heavily promoting Troy Ave. Heavily, all the time. On Hovain is manager, though, you know. So, no, I just was his, was his manager I, at the time. I, I, yeah, it was well, yeah. before, right? But but For so Fino. was Rob Markman. They they really heavily promoted him. I never got into it. I was never. He, I never. New York City's album was fire. Okay, I'm just telling you. I'm just telling but you. It, I, I never connected with him. So. To me, it's not even it's not difficult for me to not get into any of his new music because I was never into his old music. So that's mm. that's my take on Troy Ave. Now, uh, something that I really needed you to explain to you, the people out there. This uh, United and dropped the project, and they left off okay. a guy by the name of J.R. Ryder, Hellwell, and bringing Forty Cal. At the same time, they dropped their album upstage, their mixtape or whatever you want to call. You listening to the two projects, what did you think? Which I did. Yo, what, what did I'm going to be honest. I was very surprised. I mean, you would think off the rip if you asked me that question without listening to it, which album I'll listen to first. I would obviously grab Dipset shit first with Jewel's Cam, and Jim on there. And then I'll, I'll go back to listen to Ryder them first. And I did that, obviously. And doing that, I got to say, the Dipset album, I'm not too fond of. I don't like the sound at all. Cam sound different than me. Jim, uh, Joel's probably sound better than the book, than the other two and shit. Cam added some shit, shit here and there, he's going to say. But I, some of the beats are okay. But my nigga, I got to say this, bro. I really like J.R. Ryder, 40 Cal, and Hell Rose Project more than um the Dipset shit. It felt like it was... They was on some hip, raw hip-hop shit. The beats were better to me. Production, the bars were better to me also. The continuity was better to me with J.R. Ryder and, and 40 Cal and Hellrush. Shout out to Tom Giss. I don't know A. Mafia was on there. Um, yeah, man, I'm fucking with that shit more, Watson. This was so far superior. It's not shocking at all because I'm gonna, I, I 100% co-sign everything you said, and I'm going to tell you why I co-sign everything you said. Everything we liked about J.R. Ryder is on this album. And you know how I'm a big, you know I'm a big time Hellwell fan. Big time. 
big, big time LL fan. Yeah, you a big LL fan. That's a fact. Some niggas say they love LL, but I know you fuck with LL heavy. It's, it's the same. Listening to this, I could transport this 10 years ago. They still sound hungry. They sound the same. Yeah. They give you that Wall Street feel, uh, emphasizing their lyrical skills. You can tell J.R. Rod is comfortable knowing he's nice because he was taking shots at them. Let's keep it real. He was taking yeah, shots. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I love okay. it. I'm going to be real. But listen, it, was, it, was it warranted, though? Is it warranted? I, absolutely it was warranted. Absolutely. You know, because these guys was affiliated hard body with Dipset. There was a time when Cam was running around with J.R. Ryder. Yeah, with J.R. High 97 and shit. And yeah, yeah. Hard body. You know what I'm saying? Shake. You know what I'm saying? When he was running yeah. like J.R. Ryder, J.R. Ryder was inspiring him. Like he was getting that new useful energy. You know he loved Hellwell because Hellwell, because Cam loves and worships street guys who have a jail history. So yeah. he loved him from Hellwell. So I thought this album was a hundred million times better than that Dipset project, man. This one, it was. This, this it was. Don't even get a replay. You hear the Dipset shit? People like, yo, this is. I can't do it. I'm trying and I can't find nothing I like on this shit. But the update three, I'm like, yo, JR. She was fired. It went in. I, yo, yo, I, 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 think, I think they were inspired. I think they were inspired. I think they used Dipset for motivation for this project. Yeah, because like, how dare you have an album? And no, y'all, y'all niggas act like we was never under the under the under the set. You know what I'm saying? We wasn't under the think about that. umbrella. You know what I mean? And me and you, and the people, hip hop media, hip hop media interviews, uh, Dipset. And they'll just be like, oh, y'all get back together, this and that, blah, 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 blah. They talk to you. You're going to be like, I got another question. Yeah. You ever going to do collaboration with J.R. Ryder? Remember, Cam, you're the one who sicked J.R. Ryder on True Life. When True Life That's a fact. was one terrorizing y'all, you ran. You ran to get J.R. Ryder to lyrically fight your battle for you. Why did you do that? So you definitely have an so they have every right to feel some kind of way. They have every yeah, right. It was a better project. Kind of it was a it was it was a better project. I'm not even holding my hand. It was a better project. Better project. Um, are you still running with Remy Ma? You respect Remy Ma's hip hop knowledge more than Rory from Joe Biden's podcast? Okay. So <laughs> that's a set of questions. Let's have we have real talk up here, my nigga. We had real talk up there. Fuck that. <laughs> Remy Ma said something that just completely blew my mind. But then again, it didn't. On their wrap-up show, they talked about their best albums of 2018. And Remy Ma, with a straight face, said the Carters. In Remy's mind, she sat up there. Remy Modest, Spitter, Reminisce, Lifetime Remix, Annie Up Remix, Comes Through in the Jail Suit and the All Beef and Broccoli. That Remy said the Carter's album is one of the best projects of 2018. That's mind-blowing shit. And then you know, real mind you know who reiterated it? Ebro from Ebro in the Morning on Hot 97. Urban oh, radio station. Caters to hip hop, and when he said that, 
he got flamed so hard. You know he was shocked that so many people flamed him. He really I don't know why. Say, well, I'm talking about here's why. Hovis is universally considered the goat by everybody, and Beyonce is universally considered. So he thought it was a safe pick. You just say Jay Z and Beyonce. How could you go wrong? Everybody flamed him. Everybody. How you got the card is just a big If he said, if that's not on your list, your list is invalid. Invalid. Can you, can you respond to that? Can you respond to that? Uh, three? I did already in my blog. You already seen it. You respond to that. I would hear what you got to say about that. I'll say what I had to say about that fucking that bullshit Evo did, man. He on some bullshit, man. I ain't buying that, man. He You buying that shit, my once nigga? Again, once again, when I said, when when I'm on the hip-hop media's dead tip, this is why. Ebro doesn't listen to hip-hop. Like, y'all, it's, it's throwing y'all off, because y'all think I'm being... This is saying Ebro. This is saying Ebro who said he wants to hear beats and battle rap. That's how battle rap should be. But anyway. Yeah. <laughs> You're absolutely Whatever. correct. Um, Remy, you completely threw me off when you said the Carters. The Carters are not even in our... We don't even, like, I won't remember they came out with an album until Remy said that. That's how shocking it was. Nigga, I'm good off it that shit, son. I'm good off the Carter shit. You know, it's not on your list. It's invalid. Okay. So, State of the Culture. You know I like that show. You know I watch that show. You know I love uh, back and forth. Uh, but now I have, uh, a legitimate, I have a legitimate critique with State of the Culture. What is the actual culture? Is it mm. Entertainment Tonight, MTV, TMZ culture? <laughs> because the reason why I say that, because every artist you guys talk about, I can see them on MTV, Entertainment Tonight, TMZ, Z100. I, the same artist, because you're not, you're not talking about anybody that's, that's not universally known. So I'm not sure what the guidelines are for state of the culture, but clearly the guidelines are talk about mainstream multi-platinum superstar artists. Every now and then we'll throw in an underground artist, but you don't throw in an underground artist because Styles P is really not underground. He's been in the game for 20 yeah. years. He's been on some of the biggest songs in history. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not sure what's what, what the state of the culture is what role hip-hop has on the state of the culture. And that's embarrassing to say. You have two rappers that I have their entire discography. Let me be clear when I say this. I have the entire discography of Joe Budden, and I have the entire discography of Remy Ma. Like, they can't ever come on this show and be like, you know, I dropped this, I dropped this, I dropped this, I dropped this. And I'm going to be like, what? I'm like, yeah, I remember when you dropped that. And I remember when you dropped before that, before that. Hey Remy, I remember you do songs with T Rex and Rob Brown. Yeah, remember yeah. that, Remy? I do. Yeah, you was having beef with K Slade with no name rapper chicks, and K Slade would have you going uh, at them. Okay, so and and we got a Remy Ma appreciation. Let's not get it twisted. And we did a Remy Ma appreciation. And it's Joe Bond appreciation. And it's Joe Bond appreciation. So the thing yep. that's confusing to me is what part does hip hop play? in the show, State of the Culture. Because I don't know if it has any role 
or any part of it outside of the drama. Y'all talk about Cardi and Nicki beefing all day. Y'all talk about Takashi's music. I don't, don't want to hear about, 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 about Cardi B and X Offset. I don't want to hear about none of that shit. I don't give a fuck about that shit, man. So, here, to man. Me, so to me, that's what I'm trying to figure out. What role does hip-hop play in State of the Culture? Because it, 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 I don't know if there's a role for it, if, if, if there's anything to talk about. You know, they go um, to Cardi B, she's like... <laughs> Uh, she just there for uh, you know, some some old sister soldier type shit, man. That's what I call um, Scotty B, man. For real, for real. What do you think about Meek's Freestyle 97? Did you see it? Absolutely, I saw it. His first verse, fire. The rest of it, light work. Nothing to brag about. Arsenal's was better. Arsenal's I, was better. I, I said that, and niggas told me, shut the fuck up. Why would they tell you that? Arsenal's freestyle was better. It was literally better. How about that? I agree with that better. totally. It I agree with better. that too. Yeah, I agree. Everything when they, I was stopping it. Let me tell you something. Hold up. Let me tell you something. Let me tell your man to shut up. Because he annoyed the shit out of me. Huh? Who's that? Yeah. Meek's man, remember when Meek was spinning his first verse? Oh, his man. And he was a split. Yeah, with the analyst. Yeah, his man's ODing with it. Yeah. Yeah, no. you're not happy to be there, my nigga. My man, my man, you fake spliff star ass nigga. You fake spliff oh, star. Tony you want to be Flavor <laughs> You want to be Tony Yayo. Uh, you trying to be the hype yeah. man up there. You know, proof, RIP proof. Yeah. And flex, you really up there acting like you hearing some of the greatest bars of your life. Meek was light working up there, man. Me can tell you himself. Hey, he was here. I, I, I like some of the shit he was saying, but when niggas listen, niggas on Twitter was going crazy over that shit. So I'm like, okay, let me see what Meek doing this shit. Boom, I put it on like, all right, that's cool, but first, I, 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 first, first he said was fire, but once he stopped, he started just his repeat, his his stop repeating, stop repeating, talking. I was like, wait a minute, this ain't, there's no continuity in this shit. It's not but, even... but to be fair, he's freestyling though. Can we agree with that? He's actually freestyling because niggas would say niggas is freestyling, but they actually go up there with a written. It's like we forgot the essence of what freestyling is. So when niggas spits a bar, some rhymes on the radio that we never heard before, we just equate it with a freestyle when it's a written. When did the I rules come out from freestyles or written? I thought he was spitting written the whole time, man. The whole time? Okay. And I just thought I thought he was just I thought he was just spit uh, these these little eighteen these eight bar written. Then go to another <laughs> eight bar. Like, so, yeah, I feel you. Four bombs that ain't going nowhere. It was just wrapping yeah. about me. I'm talking about towards. I was like, Yo, what are you doing? The first, yeah. the first verse he spit. Awesome shit. Awesome, 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 like, awesome shit. Awesome shit that we're gonna hear the next project probably too. <laughs> we're gonna be like, oh, this already, me. You know what so, I mean? Um, so no, so the first verse I liked it, the beat and everything. But after that, man, it was okay. That's it. Arsenal's was better. Yeah. Arsenal's was I agree. better. Corey Guns. I always say Corey Guns, man. I, I like them shits better, man. I like Sue Surf's I Not Freestyle more than that shit, son. I just like it. It was cool. It was cool. It was, it was, uh, um, are you surprised Joe Biden has not talked about, has anybody in Slaughterhouse in his um top list? Or would he be considered biased if he said Royce or Joel? But not only is it shocking, 
not only is it shocking, it is the only person in the world who knows why he's doing this is him. You know, to not mention Royce of all people. And the thing is, you're cool with Joel. Joel, Joel takes no stance. Joel blamed management. He never said he. Joel has never said a negative word about you. You played him. You made Joel look like a sucker when you said, when you said, Crooked Eye and Joel were just happy to be there. They do, they they just wanted to rap. And that's why that's why you and Crooked Eye had that back and forth where you were trying to act like Crooked Eye was just some happy to be in a studio ass nigga. And he was like, no, I'm going to defend myself. Joel never said anything. Joel dropped a project with Apollo Brown. You know he dropped a project with Apollo Brown. You know yeah. this for a fact. They talk you about it briefly on the podcast. You you know he has a song called Timbaland Up with Voice to Five Nine. You know Voice to Five Nine has songs with the Griselda Boys. You know Voice to Five Nine has dropped albums with Primo. You know Voice to Five Nine has dropped Book of Vine. You know Voice to Five Nine is on Eminem's album. You know the mm. body that Voice to Five Nine has put in crazy work in 2018. You also and you said who's putting in more work than Styles P? That's the question you asked. But yet yeah. on your State of the Culture show. He was like, he wants to get his R&B bag, man. My albums of the year are, well, obviously he wants to get his R&B bag because Travis Scott has R&B all over his album. (laughs) So clearly his mind frame Uh, is R&B. Because if you want to hear The Weeknd, go get Travis Scott album. uh, You want to hear R&B singing, go get Travis Scott album. You want to hear auto-tune singing and ad-libs go uh, this lit? If you want to hear that, nah. if you hear it, it's lit, it, yeah, and and auto tuning, the perfect album for you is Travis Scott's album. If that's what you want to hear, for that to be mm. to pause, come out of your mouth as the best album of 2018. Yeah, that was Joe, crazy. Please, that was. Please, please, please explain what a four bar setup is. Please. <laughs> Four bar setup to go to the hook. Isn't that what Travis Scott does? Four bars hook, four bars hook, like uh, I don't know. Four bars four bars harmonize, four bars harmonize, I don't know. Is this the same Joe Button who said no name should be mentioned with mine unless you're talking big pun in his prime? If yeah. that's who you yeah. are in your mentality, how is it in 2018 when you listen to hip-hop, the first two names that come out is Travis Scott and Cardi B? That's, wow. How is that, when you when you yourself said, unless you're talking big pun in the prime, maybe 9-6-J before Dane was throwing money around, or Tupac without Humpty around, like, you clearly know what an artist clearly know what a lyricist is. You clearly know what great hip hop is. So are you so as you got older you decided that that's not the kind of hip hop that defines you anymore? Is it the Diddy rule, kind of man? Are we gonna call it the Diddy rules? Jordan had the Jordan rules. Is it the Diddy rules? Well, I don't know because you had on your show, State of the Culture, Dave East and Styles P. They came out with an album called Beloved, a real good hip hop album. 
Styles you P and Diddy have relationships, though. Styles P was a former bad boy employee, though. But my point is, you didn't mention it in your year-end Right, that was weird. Um, talk. That was very weird. You had to be reminded to mention Pusha T. Um, I mean, I'm going to even give credit to um to Jinx, because Jinx came out of left field and threw out Vince Staples. Oh, I mean, God. Vince tried to bring something to the table. <sighs> but at least give him credit for trying to bring something to yeah, the table. Yeah, all right, I give him credit. I give him credit. I give him credit. I give him credit. Remy Ma coming up to Cardis? Remy, really? Uh, and, and to me, I don't um, know what's going on with that. Let me ask you this. What did Parrish Smith from EPMD mean to you? Even though Eric and Parrish came into the game together, but what did Parrish Smith mean to you? Parrish Smith, a.k.a. the microphone doctor, the method decapitation <clears throat> is the guillotine. <sighs> Parrish Smith means to me Exactly what Havoc meant to Deep. He means to me what Run or DMC meant to Run DMC. He is, it's no EPMD without the microphone doctor, without Paris Smith. There is, it, it can't be EPMD. It doesn't even sound like EPMD. He's a well-respected, highly respected MC by everybody. Nobody thinks and looks at Parrish Smith as because you were an aura. That means a non-rapper. Yo, Parrish Smith is one of my favorite MCs from the 80s and one of my favorite groups of all time, EPMD. He is a all-time great MC. Well, a friend of the person that listened to the show and has been on the show before, Matt Slander took shots at Parrish Smith on Twitter and I could not understand for the sake of me. First of all, I've never heard anyone ever diss Paris Smith. I've never heard anybody say Paris Smith was whack. Now, his argument was Paris Smith was whack without Eric Sermon. But at that time, like, okay, if you want to say Eric Sermon had a better solo career, fine. But that doesn't mean Paris was whack. I've never heard anybody say Paris Smith was whack. Because he's not whack. Like, I've never heard that kind of conversation. Because he's not whack at all. He's not whack at all. Some people have to, people have to separate the fact that when people go solo, if they, like Eric Summer didn't have a great solo career. His solo career, like he has, I got all of Eric Summer's solo albums. There wasn't nothing to it. Like they were great. Yeah, because Eric, yeah, his first solo album, what was that? Double, was, that, was it Double Up, the first album? Double or nothing. What was the name of that? Double or nothing. I knew it was a Double or something. I bought a tape. Tape, Eric, still, I still bought tapes. I thought it was all right. Yo, it was I didn't think it was. A, I didn't think it was. All right. I loved it. Remember, he had method. You loved it, yeah. Keith Murray. Well, so I, yeah, yeah, Murray. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 three and a half. I, I gave it three and a half. Loved it. Yo, yo, three and a half for me. Yeah. For me, four Mike's hard body. Remember, even four Mike's fresh in my mind. That that came out the next year in '93. Yeah, I heard but I miss Sharon Parrish after Eric spit a verse though. But but I miss Sharon Parrish spit a verse right after E double though. He had just sounded like uh, switches. He had that song. That was dope. Switches. He had that song. Stay that real. Was dope. He had, yo, yo, I, that was dope. That's what I'm saying. I fucked with it. I, I fucked with it. But the point is with with with, uh, with Paris Smith. We did an EPMD appreciation. If you listen to our EPMD appreciation, you will understand. You know, as far as I'm concerned, Paris Smith has four straight classic albums. The Locks don't. Yes, the Locks do not have four. <laughs> 
classic albums. <laughs> they don't. That is a fact. That is a fact. That is a fact. So, mm. uh, um, I've never heard anybody say nothing negative about Paris. Yeah. Ice Cube just dropped an album called Everything's Corrupt. What do you think about Ice Cube in December of 2018 dropping an album? I didn't listen to it. I don't know if I'm going to listen to it. Maybe one day I'll take a, a glance. What I like, your thoughts what on I Ice like Cube dropping an album? What I like about it is that Ice Cube is my age. He still loves hip-hop. He still loves to rap. I love that. I also believe Ice Cube is motivated. He's looking at all these dudes in their 40s, all of them, rapping their ass <laughs> off. He's like, right. yo, I love too. I, I want some of this shit, too. Want- yeah, and, 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 I, and I appreciate that. Now, listen, listen I haven't heard it. I'll, I'll be honest, I haven't heard it. But I like the fact that he, and he's seeing that, yo, we, we can still do this. I'm telling you right now, man, these dudes are motivated. When they see home and black on all these dudes, 46, 49, rapping, yeah. 41, like all these yeah. 40 year old dudes, they're like, you know what? We, it, we, this, there's still space. There's still space for us. You know what I mean? Where, where do we rank Cube? In West Coast of all time, is he my Rushmore? I have him in my, yeah, my, my, my Rushmore. He's absolutely my Rushmore. And he, can, he, and he can go no lower than three, than top three. Ice Cube can go no lower than top three. So remember, I have so Biggie. Let, let, let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. I have Biggie as one of my all-time favorite rappers. He only has two albums. But the body of work, the impact during that time, meant so much to me, and it stood the test of time. That's how I look at Cube's work. People don't really, people keep thinking because Cube didn't just stay great for, Cube went somewhere else and went, went to greater heights. What, what he did I always said this, man. When Cube left NWA and not to have access to those Dre beats and still keep the needle moving, you got to salute to that nigga, bro. That's more than I salute him on that. He more, he more than kept the needle moving. He did what Snoop could not do. He elevated mm. himself. Wow, good point. Yeah, that's a he fact. He elevated himself. He well, when we, when we say when we say, when we say, when we say, when we say elevate, though, we're just talking on when Snoop, after Doggy Style, he did Dogfather, and if we're comparing Cube leaving Dre and them, not having those Dre beats, and Snoop not having those Dre beats, even though you can't really say that about Snoop, though, you know, Snoop still, you know, here's what I'll say. I didn't like Dogfather the album, but I didn't like the Masterpiece album. You know what's funny? You know what's funny? I was listening to Doggy Style yesterday. Classic. That's a top. That's a top five. Crooked I said on this show. Crooked I said on this show that we don't give that album enough props as a hip hop so community. Let me just say, I was listening to that album and I realized that album might be a top five impact album of my life. The Snoop Dogg Doggy Style. No matter that. The impact. Like I was listening to song after song. I was like, Your Snoop wow. Buzz. Snoop really? was 93? Well, before 93, but, you know. Snoop, Logie Star dropped 93, right? Point, I was playing yeah. that in Wu-Tang, 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 Wu-Tang 36 to people, Chambers. To people, to people who don't acknowledge females in hip-hop, Rage is on two songs, and they're two classic Oh, songs. Rage intro. The Rage intro. Yo, my nigga. We talk about Bleak intro a whole shit. We can talk about Jeezy shit, Meek shit. Your rage intro on Doggy Style. Jesus. Man. That was when you fire. Better than a lot of niggas' when intros. You do not, when you do not 100% agree. 
Anybody who does not acknowledge female contribution to hip-hop, I don't respect y'all. Yeah, yeah. This is a raw show for I you. Respect, raw show for y'all. I respect, I respect and I acknowledge female contribution. Facts. There's female contribution Facts. on The Chronic, and there is female contribution on Doggy Style. And her name is Lady of Rage. All right? Rage um, murder that shit, sir. No, but the thing, the thing is, Jesus. so when you say, so Cube's first album outside of Dre production was America's Most Wanted when he used the Bomb Squad. Classic. And and Dr. Dre and and, and um Snoop was Dogfather when he used Battle Cat. The album was trash. I sorry. think it's safe to say I think it's safe to say America's Most Wanted was a better album than the Dogfather. I, I think it's safe. Yes, to by say far, that. by far, by I far. I think it's also. I think I think one of the reasons why Cube is going to be top three Mount Rushmore, he can't go no lower than three. He can't go no lower than three. It's because when you talk about the 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 the, the moment that shifted the culture of hip hop, he was it was his pen that was behind the boards. He yeah. was easy hey, to man. host fighter. I got <laughs> ice cube over Tupac. I like ice cube music over Pac. Do people really respect that he he wrote everything you heard from him so. in the early days. I think so. But I think people respect that though. Do do people respect that and like acknowledge that? Well, I and know we do. I know we acknowledge it and we respect it. And then he wrote for uh, NWA's first album. Yeah. Scared of the cops and a crazy motherfucker named Ice Cube. Name Ice Cube. All the niggas with attitudes. Was the war? Yo, Cube's verse, Cube's verse on Gangster Gangster. What? Oh, now here's what's crazy. And how old? Dope was man, y'all always talk about these guys. These guys always Jerry Curl Cube, young, man. Like My nigga, boys. Jerry Curl like, Cube. Raw, 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 raw. To me, Ice Cube is Mount Rushmore and West Coast. And he can go we got appreciation, Ice Cube. I gotta drop that ice cube appreciation. We don't have actually we have mad appreciation. We have it in the stash. We gotta drop out that ice cube appreciation also. We gotta drop that shit. That's a fact. How to survive in South Central, rule number one. Don't forget the fundamentals. Yo, he was fighting for a long time. And no Vaseline, one of the hottest diss tracks of all time, even though Common got it his ass. But yeah, no Vaseline is one of the hottest diss tracks also, man. Love that no Vaseline shit. You- let me tell you, Cube had a nice run because Cube jumped to the yeah, middle man. of that West Coast beat, put his bow down with him and W. Yeah. Mac, and, um, Mac and Mac 10. 10. Oh, Wax 10. Wax 10. Common sense voice. That's what I'm saying. Cube, I mean, Cube, you know, Cube got songs that run DMC. Yo, Cube is. Kane. Like you said. Chuck man, D. Burn Hollywood Burn. Like you, said, like you said. What a great song, man. Chuck D., Big Daddy <sighs> Kane, and Ice Cube. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's and this too now. Y'all do know Cube had the crazy political stance. That's a fact. Before, before, before like, Tupac. Like, like the serious, the serious, I know, man. People, and people, that's what I'm telling you. Cube, man, Cube, I'm being politically correct when I say Cube is top three West Coast. I'm being politically correct when I say that. I'm being politically correct. Hmm. Because his body of work and his impact to me, it's gonna sound crazy. I don't think that. Man. I don't think. I, I don't think he's more influential than Tupac, though. More influential. He, he's not. But there's a lot of factors to that. You know, 
You know, in death, sometimes your legacy changes in death. Your legacy changes. Your perception changes. You know, before Um, Tupac died, we and you had no idea how much music he had unbelieved. Did you? I had no idea he had albums and albums and albums. Nobody knew that. He had a. I didn't know his work. I didn't know his work. I think it was crazy like that. You're right, and he had a he had a library of unreleased music that changed the course of history. So of course, it it, it you marveled at this. Like, how did this man create all this music with so much content, with so many things? So of course, it it it, it is the way you looked at him changed. Because here's what I say: um, What if we uh, heard no more Tupac music? If if there was no more unreleased music, and it was just that. It'd be like big. It'd be like big. All that other music afterwards. It's like big. It'd be the same feel like Biggie. Almost. Right. Can you imagine if Big had a bunch of music that was like life after death? If he had like years of albums like that, would that blow our mind? If Biggie had this unreleased music that he recorded in '96 that no one ever heard, but it was him Uh. with his. Life after death flow with his life after death. like it would yeah. be like what? Yeah. yeah. So let me ask you this: We got, got eighteen minutes here. Did New York? Did we give respect to? Did we in the early stages of hip hop? Did we not give the South any love? You couldn't give the South any love because we didn't hear anything. It wasn't a diss to them. We just didn't hear anything. Like it's like you can't say didn't give the South any love. We just didn't hear anything. You know, just think about it. In 1995, Andre 3000 had to say the South got something to say about this. Now, when, when, he, said, now, when he said that, when he said that, how did you feel at the time when he said that? Were you like, yeah, nigga, I right, get the fuck out of here? Because I did. I was ignorant at the time. I'm a young nigga in my 20s and shit. New York is on top of the game. We beefing with the West Coast and shit. Big meth. A big woo, so many niggas out here, man. Like I wasn't on that type of time. I had to keep it real. I wasn't on that type of time. I lived in North Carolina. I lived in North Carolina for four years, and I lived in North Carolina during that time. So I knew what the South music was doing. I had Southern roommates. All I had, most of my friends was from the South, Florida, Virginia, North Carolina, South Carolina. Like South Carolina, these were my friends. They all had their music, so I, I heard it. And they had parties booming. The Florida music, the bass shit mm. that they was playing. Two Live Crew, Jam Pony, and all that. It was me to a whole new... I Slick Rick, Uncle Al, R.I.P. Uncle Al. This was, this was the booty-shaking music that got parties lit. Boys and Clans. So I was, not, I was not ignorant to Southern music when he said that. It wasn't my go-to music because I'm East Coast right. and watch for life. But I absolutely knew about its impact and everything. You know what I'm saying? Scarface, Ghetto Boys, kind of. I think Scarface is it safe to say Scarface and the Ghetto Boys was the first niggas that we heard from another region that we embraced early. No, because Cube was from another region and we embraced him. Well, minus the West Coast. I, I'm leaving the West Coast off. You're right. You're right about that. But I mean, minus the West. I'm talking the South, though. Not just. I should well, say region. I mean South. Well, I remember two live crew the same time I remember um I remember Luke the same time I remember Scarface and them. Like I remember their impact. I remember them they yeah. I used to see their videos. My, my, 
my mind playing tricks on me was was big though, my nigga. Come on, was you? I mean, no, no. What? what born what, in the what USA. Born in the USA. What I'm, that that, what I'm saying is that I was introduced to them around the same time. Ghetto Boys wasn't first to me. I, I, in my mind, I don't say I heard Ghetto Boys before I heard Luke. Luke's music. That that's not like I'm trying to think back. And I don't, I can't say I heard Ghetto Boys. And after I heard them, then I heard Luke. I think I, I heard Ghetto Boys before too. I'm cool. Mm. All right. Um, is New York? Is, do you think New York was ever bitter towards the South? I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't know how to answer that question. Because um, Biggie yeah, talks used to like this, collaborate. Nigga, you know, Biggie used to do collaborations. That Biggie did collaborations with JD. You consider Atlanta the South, right? Do you consider Atlanta the South? Yes, of course. Okay, yeah. of course. Well, Biggie, Biggie outcast, Gucci had, Man, Biggie, 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 and Bad Boy had a working relationship with Jermaine Dupri. Biggie had that's songs with the Brat in '94. Facts. And that song was facts. fire. You know what I'm saying? Uh, also, so I I saw people was 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 doing collaborations with Southern MCs and Southern artists. I didn't I didn't I didn't I didn't see them resenting nothing. Just, you love hip hop, they got a different sound, and you collaborate with it. That's that's all I saw. Do you think we got a Joe Biden album in 2019? Nobody can. Any music, a verse. Nobody cares about that. Nobody cares about that. Nobody cares about that. The the thing people want to know is how has a man, how has a man who wrote on Dumb Up, like I said, M before 8 Mile, Sean before the jail shit, Cannabis, no album out before the L shit, talking about kids DMX when he was fucking with Coke, a Cuban Links, Ray Kwan, and Ghost. I do it all. How is a person who can write that? Be someone now who in the greatest, one of the greatest years of emceeing, be so far removed from the art of emceeing. Act like he doesn't know who the young, new are. It's just weird, man, because Black Thought still loves it. K. Slay still loves it. Sway from Swain the Morning. These guys are all older, and they didn't abandon the essence of what they loved about hip-hop. So I think the most confusing aspect of Joe Budden right now is his, his just, you know, I'm listening to R&B. I don't got time for rap. Yeah. I'm not acknowledging any of my Slaughterhouse members. Like, the last thing I'm thinking about is the verse, because if you ever were going to get a verse from Joe Budden, it would be when Eminem went at him, the biggest artist arguably ever in hip-hop, and you... Took a pass yeah. and said, "I'm not gonna let, battle." Let, let me tell you a joke. I tweeted Joe Budden earlier today, right? He said it's on Moon Music Three, on um Fifth Gear. The greatest rapper alive is wearing suits and ties. So you got a bunch of whack niggas saying they him. So the nigga Joe Budden tweets me back. I see what you're doing, Dre. Fuck out of here. <laughs> you know what's the most difficult thing about being Joe Budden? What's that? His his resume contradicts everything that he stands for now. 
Because the one thing you can't say is, well, he's rich now. He's getting the bag, so fuck lyricism. Fuck lyrical miracle. Well, all these guys who are lyrical miracle guys we're talking about, they're rich too. They're multimillionaires. Why are they rhyming like this? Why is Jay-Z a billionaire dropping verse of the year, according to you, with the double entendres and shit? So... That's something I. That's something I really. That's something I really, really like to speak to him about. Like, if, like if I was a warrior, more I'd be like, "Yo, you really don't. You didn't think this was like a phenomenal year in hip hop? Like, Black Thought dropped an album with Nice and Wonder, then he dropped an album with Salam Remy. Do you want to like? Can you talk hip hop to Joe Button at this point? That's what I would right. like to know. Can you actually talk? Can I get on the phone and be like, yo, my nigga, the intro to Tana Talk 3 was fire. And he, like, gets yeah. hyped. Or is he going to be like, I hear it. Like, that's the thing that's bugging out, man. Like, what? where's the hip-hop in him anymore? I let, question. Let me ask you this. Who are you looking forward to next? Who's, who are you looking forward to listening to next project? Whose project are you looking forward to? A rapper you haven't heard in a while or somebody you heard? But you want to hear a project from in 2019. Stab and shot two, brother. Stab and yeah. shot two. Good call. Good call. Let me give you another Good project call. I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to the Swiss Beats Nas album. That Swiss Beats really? says, okay. I have an album recorded. And the reason why I'm, I'm looking forward to it is because I heard Echo and I heard Swiss Beats album. And I love the beat he gave Pusha. I love the beat he gave. The locks and I and yeah the locks and, oh. and I love Nas's verses on Echo, so I'm I'm interested to see to hear how that collaboration sounds compared to his collaboration with Kanye West. But yo, I'm, you know I'm ready for that mm-hmm. to shot too. You know I'm ready for that. Yes, all those picks you said I'm down for. I'm gonna do another nigga name in there, man. I want to hear what Sai got to say in 2018. Let me tell you this. I wanted to hear Saha this year. Me too. I needed Saha this year. This was a perfect time for you to come out, Saha. Lyricism came That's a back. fact. Your album, That's a you fact. dropped, in my opinion, one of the best albums the year before. Like, we your said that. Album we said that. One of my favorite albums. And we talked about that shit heavy up here. I played your album well into 2018. Like, I played this yeah. album well into 2018. Fire album. I totally would like a Spy High project. Kendrick? Well, Kendrick is next year with the Grammys. Kendrick Lamar has been nominated for the Black Panther soundtrack. And funny about the Black yeah. Panther soundtrack, that is not going to make our top 10 album of the year. At no, all. no, At no. All. But yet the Grammys have no. nominated this best hip hop album, best hip hop this. Best hip hop this. Boy, the Grammys have a they have a completely different take on what hip hop sounded like <laughs> in two thousand eighteen. The Grammys uh, it's funny. The Grammys yeah. and Joe Button have the same exact take on hip hop in two thousand eighteen. So the board of directors and the Grammys, what they thought hip hop was and what Joe Button thought hip hop is, is the same thing. The Carters, Cardi B, Travis Scott. That's that's what Hip-hop was to y'all in 2018. Does Old Drop Album in 2018? Huh? Does Old Drop Album in 2018? I have no idea. He just dropped the card. He just said... At this point, Hold dropped the album because he just loves hip-hop. 
He's not. Yeah. There's no other reason for him to drop an album because he's not dropping it for legacy. He's not dropping it for money. There's no. The only reason Hov drops albums at this point. Here's why. Hov has a 20-year body of work where he could rap for the rest of his career. Hov could do four-hour sets, my nigga. Four-hour sets. And, and it's not a ball, he man. Do, Joe Budden and the rest of you Nimrods out there, me and Watson could sit there and name 35 verses from Hov. That's better than that verse right there. I know he's for 2018. But there's so many other verses that I like from Jay, man. Not 35. Not 35. We can name 50 Jay-Z verses better than this verse. 50. I'm going to give you six off the top. I'll give you six. Oh, all, three verses on, all three verses on where I'm from. All three verses Facts. on Lucky Me. All two Facts. verses on You Must Love Me. In terms of that interface, are you kidding me? That's six off the that's eight right there. We can name fifty verses that Jay Z rap better than this. You serious? This ain't even a, that's not even a debate. I was listening to volume two. Home got verses on home got about ten verses on volume two better than this. Yep. Yeah, Easy. Man. Yeah, man. You know, I wish Foxy was still rapping, man. I miss listening to Foxy. Foxy Brown for the people who don't know what I'm saying. Foxy Brown. Yes, Foxy Brown. You got Rhapsody. You got Rhapsody. Why are you tripping, dog? You got Rhapsody. I love Rhapsody. Watch your mouth. I love Rhapsody, but Foxy is a different place. Listen, Foxy, my, yo, my nigga, Foxy Brown is one of my favorite female rappers of all time. That's just, that's just a fact. She's in my top three of all time. You got, you got up there with life? You got up there with life? Yeah, I do. What's hey, I know you I gotta, niggas. NBA, hey, before you niggas say she don't write up bars, Broken Silence was all Foxy. Let's be clear on that. But go ahead. Which is the best project? Sidebar. Sidebar. What's your favorite song on Reasonable Doubt? The Evils. What's one of these like but The Evils are top billing. What meant more to you? Oh, God. Come on, my nigga. At the time, I got to say, at the time, see, this, y'all niggas going gonna to be surprised when I say this, but at the time, what meant more to me, top billing. Tell them why. Tell them why. Tell Come on, my why. nigga. Audio too. It, nigga, we was singing that shit at lunch. Everything was beat by the dog style tagger. Like that shit was being. We were saying that shit in school. No, 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 no. That's not that one. That's light. That's the light. Oh, song. my bad. I'm going light. My bad. I was milking. I was milking. Chilling. I'm so milking. Chilling. My bad. Yeah. But see, yeah. Milking. Chilling. We was playing. We was playing that shit. I used to, in um in school. Was, you, was everybody banging on the lunch tables? Boom. That's the, that's my nigga. That's banging on the table. That's beatboxing, and everybody knew that fucking song. So, is, will you tell me and tell everybody Todd Billing had a bigger impact to you than? Oh, you're, you're trying to shit on hold. You're trying to fuck no, away. No, no, you're trying to, no, no, no. It did no, though. It did. No, it did though. Awesome G shit. It did though. And that's all, man. I just want. I just love. Can't, it, that can't be denied though. You can't deny that because. Because remember, I call myself the hip hop historian, so I like to throw history in there. And nah, to top gentleman, I'm mean, looking chilling, man. Everything, son. That shit, man. Everything. Okay, I'm chilling, man. Everything. You know, people don't yeah, understand that, that that might be the top ten hip hop song of all time. Let's keep it real. In terms of how impactful that shit was. Um, no sample. Original beat. You know, you know what song? You know what song was very impactful that niggas don't talk about though? Watching that, that secret play till this day. Nigga, I was playing the message the other day, so for some reason I just clicked on the message by Melly Mel. 
and you really dive into the lyrics and the bars he's talking about, like, like that shit is still vivid to this day. To this day, man. Only day. older people. Sidebar. We gotta do a call. We gotta do a call appreciation. I see niggas saying we need to do a call appreciation. We need to do that. Let me, let me say, I, I agree with you. I agree with you one hundred percent with the message. But see, you really gotta be older to really, really appreciate with that. Let me be clear. I was in the fifth grade when the message came out. Fifth graders in school, we all rapped that song word for word. That's that's how big that song was. That's how I know the song. My nigga, remember when it's remember when Rob Bass was huge? When it takes two drops. Let me just say this: we can't I follow that. Another song we can't follow that. Not, I'm gonna say that's another song that does not get the credit it deserves. It's one of the greatest rap songs of all time. They give children's story. They give children's story okay. mad props, but it takes two. It takes two. It takes two. Is nah. You know what it is though. Slick Rick album is better than Rob Bass album. Let's just call it what it is. You bought Rob Bass album, Joy and Pain, and this song, and there was a couple other joints, but that was it. Yo, my man. Yo, my man. Did we not play Joy and Pain though? We tried our hardest. Heavy, heavy. Look. <laughs> Yo, did we play it like forcing ourselves to like it? Yo, Yo that shit. That song. That was a Father MC kind of song, though, my nigga. Father MC can play that song. Joy and pain. But I will tell you this. But put it this way. I take it a step further. It takes two might have been a song in '88. Over King had. No, 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 no. It takes two. To me, was the biggest song in New York hip hop in '88. Over. King, it was. It was. It was. Correct. Mainstream wise. Yeah, it was. It, it was just a song. Yeah. Well, you know, you're right though, because at the time we didn't we didn't care about mainstream talk and all that shit. It was just a dope song. Yeah, there was right. There was no such thing as mainstream. It was. We didn't give a fuck about that shit. Everybody loved it. You know what I'm saying? And I remember. Don't you remember yeah. the album cover with him and with him and DJ Easy Rock and shit? The yeah, Easy Rock. Yeah. Yeah. R.I.P. Easy Rock. Yeah. Yo. And let me ask you this. I was I, I was never a Beastie Boys fan, were you? I wasn't a big Beastie Boys fan, were you? I don't yeah. niggas say they yeah. was. Yeah. Who was? I was. And yeah. I can't say I was a big Beastie yeah. Boys fan, man. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. I like some of the drinks. Hell yeah. You know, but... That first song, here's a little story I got to tell. That's Paul classic. Revere. That's classic. That is... That's, I, yo, my man, you played that song all the time just like I did. That was our shit. That song. That song was... They had another song that I like. When your own TV raps ever came on, uh, it was as, as I forgot the name of the song, man. Uh, I was skateboarding fucked, shit. I fucked, I fucked, I fucked with that first BC Boys album immensely. With the airplane shit, immensely. Mm. I, 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 I don't remember off the top, but but I did fuck with them. Man. Look, you know Eminem's obsessed with them, right? He's obsessed with them. Of course, of course. He's obsessed um, with them. That's what it is, man. Our hip-hop conversations, me and the bro, back in the fucking building. Y'all know what it is, man. Watch it. Take us home, my nigga. P-A-P-S-A hip-hop. Mm. The home of Tanner Talk 3. None of you hip-hop media are going to acknowledge that album, but on this yeah. show, it's going to get nothing but acknowledgement. Facts. 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 That's what it is, man. PSA Hip Hop, 3 and Watson, man. Fuck with your boys, man. We back at it, nigga. What? It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.